0: Don Kareem, Dasha. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you, Habibi. Yeah. What does Habibi mean? Like, um, my dear. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Because I wished Maddie a happy Ramadan. Oh, yeah, because she's like... Converted um, to Islam. Tate-pilled. <laughs> and she said a thank you, Habibi, to me, so... Um, um,
1: Maddie you
0: would become Muslim with all the um, streetwear she likes <laughs> I'm not mad at it did I see what uh that people are mad at Hosbollah. no what did he do he supports Bolsonaro oh and people are calling him a fascist I'm mm. like mm, he's from Dagestan like yeah. he's seen some shit like <laughs> <laughs> he's an adult man <laughs> first of all first he's an adult all. he's a grown man I saw a video of like Mike Tyson treating him like a like baby. giving him <laughs> a nogi <laughs> And at first, like, uh, my ovaries quivered and I was like, oh, this is so cute. Just like me and Lenny. He just like me for real. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, this must be so demeaning and emasculating because he's a grown man and he must feel like the Ikea monkey at all times because people really do be treating him like a toddler. They do. And he's he's certainly a, a spectacle, but at the same time he's so beloved and he's making the best of it like if i was in his position i you know i think i'd have enough egoic defenses in place yeah to like deal with people islam the ultimate egoic defense <laughs> yeah. praise allah and drop your skincare routine hasbala skin's not looking that good it's pretty clear right mm, he like always well i think it's cuz he gets into so many little brawls mm-hmm. that some he often has like a little scab somewhere oh. on his face mm-hmm. near his mouth maybe he has like cold sores or something um but he's also like aging like obviously he has a condition of some kind but it's not like he looks 20 he looks both like he looks ageless and like <laughs> he looks uh three and also 80 at the same time he's got like benjamin button mm-hmm. disease um So he is looking, like, weathered. Yeah. And just, I don't know. The strain on his body to be, I don't, it just seems like so much power to have in such a small (laughs) man. (laughs) Dwarves can't be fascists. Everyone knows that. I'm, like, honest. I'm, like, if Hasbel is a fascist? Like, come on, Who among us is that? Come on, guys. (laughs) He's a Dagestani dwarf <laughs> uh, fighter. They're warriors and separatists. They're like fascists well, by definition, like Italians. His whole thing is getting into fight, is doing violence. Yeah. He's always brandishing a little knife and stuff. Like, what do you think uh-huh. this guy's deal is? <laughs> you think he's a liberal? <laughs> he's like You're that. mad hospital yeah. is not a Democrat? <laughs> what is wrong with you? He's like that little guy from Eastbound and Down. Which little guy? Season two, the Mexican season. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I will kill you. Exactly. <laughs> he he carries one of those like Kinjals that all like uh Caucasoid warriors happy Ram- have on deck. Well, happy Ramadan Hasbel. I mean <laughs> you have a good fast. Um Lance. Still, still going trucking along yeah it's, it's important to start strong finish strong <laughs> <laughs> the middle it's it's tough yeah it's like taking an iq test <laughs> it's all about momentum baby did you take that IQ test i did out? i what did, did you didn't post your results i can't 80
1: <laughs> no 82. no
0: way no way no, it, you guys, it's good. That's why I can't post what it. What is it? I can't. I have Come to edit on. it out. What? Dude. Bruh. But I'm yeah. not lying, but my verbal is so bad. Really? Yeah. I thought that I was like a word cell, but I'm actually... You're a total shape a rotator. A shape rotator. I'm actually really uh, mid shape rotating, but... That's the magic of the podcast. (laughs) I realized all the haters were right all Mm. along—that I do abuse the thesaurus, those ten-dollar words. I'm not really a word cell. I'm just a person with such a good memory that I can reconstruct Mm. being fake verbal. I can simulate it. You be remembering. I remember. Women be remembering. (laughs) Not me, man. No, dude, I'm really embarrassed because it's, you it's can't, a real... You're right. You can't post that. I, I can't. It's a real blow to my ego because my ego is totally like bound up in being a word cell. What was your word? 131. That's not that low. Mine it's, was not, like, it, it's not that low, but it's not great. I mean, first... Okay, so this... First of all, this isn't... We didn't take a real IQ test. We took an internet quiz. We took a fake internet <laughs> <laughs> IQ test. My real IQ is probably hovering around 110. Come on, Anna. what are you ashamed of? It's just the stats. You know, it's just the stats don't lie. I'm trying to find mine. Oh, it's just <laughs> <laughs> just Pepe's. <laughs> that's Why all did I go? I wanted IQ. to do this whole bit about how I'm um, mm. torn. About Ramadan, because on one hand oh. I'm deeply Islamophobic, but on the other hand, I really love the idea of uh, starving yourself but making it religious. Well Lent, that Yeah, you're or right. yeah, I mean uh Taleb keeps a strict orthodox fast. That's why he's so grumpy all the time. Yeah. Because he's fasting like more than half the year basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's hangry he's hangry and you can tell he's been really lashing out on twitter lately and i know it's because he's well i'm blocked so you have to fill me in i mean i i'm also blocked but i not on my alt (laughs) my verbal was 135 that's good that's not that good but that was my highest by far so you're a true word cell Again. Well, I post. I felt like I could post mine because it was t- totally mid. But you. But surri- for me, surprisingly high because I thought it for sure. But that. Be... But it, the the verbal thing tracks because you're a very accomplished shit poster. You have a way with words. That's true. <laughs> you, you you really know how to um, defeat leftists on the internet. <laughs> I. <laughs> I've been poning people mm. for for a long time very few online disputes I've not no, have who's any Mubarak emerging. you Persian <laughs> faggot <laughs> I've been victorious in many mm-hmm. of my internet spats yeah. it's true um, but you're you know I'm okay. you're a good poster too yeah You're mm-hmm. more, a little more I don't know substance yeah I'm like female JP not beautiful (laughs) you know who i realized he reminds me of Mm. dog kevin mcdonald from kids in the hall oh my god straight up like same face same cadence Mm -hmm. my least favorite kids mine too has to be said mark though yeah it's him but actually mark is i like less Mm, i like mark more because who's your fave um dave foley so cute he's so cute he's like hasbola and i like i said he makes a perfect and beautiful woman he has those english rose features of like an adele or a sam smith he's the cutest by far for me especially when he plays the teen and he wears the big smith's mm-hmm. t-shirt um, i i like bruce mccullough bruce he's is my, my second bruce, i swapped those okay for me, but yeah bruce dave the, the gay, gay one. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. I think his Scott, name is Scott. Yeah. And then for me, it's Kevin, then Mark. If your name is Scott, it means you're a raging asshole and prick or gay. So true. Those are your two options. I don't know. I don't know anyone named Scott. I don't either. I'm trying to. Not even any Canadians. Yeah. Um, But you were saying you like when Mark. Um, When when Mark McKinney um, did the Darrell character. Because that's a really familiar archetype. Yeah. Of like a horny ponytail academic. (laughs) It's similar to what I was talking about last podcast with the um, Will Ferrell and Rachel Dratch. Exactly. Yeah. Skit. Kevin's. Ugh, I don't want these. Sorry. (laughs) Hestia? No, no shade. I like the Hestias. (laughs) I just have the Galois as well. We have three packs of cigarettes. We got three packs of cigs and we're ready to pot and we're not drinking alcohol. Yeah, we're sober, y'all. Guess what? Welcome to our sober (laughs) journey. We're drinking um, mini Diet Cokes. Like the, the behavior of a true addict. <laughs> Constantly needing to like satisfy your like <laughs> oral fixation. We're so bad. Ah! So we've got five Diet Cokes and three packs of cigarettes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I I bet you if you polled people who've actually seen kids in the hall, they would agree with us. I think that we're being we're extremely judicious. Yeah, and fair thirty and, like, Helen's agree that. that Dave or Bruce is number one, and I bet Kevin, Mark or Kevin is number five, five. There's five of them. I bet Kevin really hits for is my some IQ pers- working overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Kevin really hits for some people. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he's. I'm. Sh- I'm sure there are Kevin ride or dies. Yeah. Somewhere there's a periabyssy for Kevin. <laughs> Scott Loki also. I feel like he's underrated, yeah, which kind of bumps him up in the power rankings, right? But there's not even there's not that many guys to even rank, but five, five, <laughs> five guys. <laughs> I feel good about that. Yeah, our ranking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Kids in the Hall. Me too. It's. Such a good show. I think it's hands down the best skit comedy show. I would agree, but. It used to, they used to play it on Comedy Central late at mm-hmm. night when I um, had a TV in my room as a child, so I watched it a lot in my yeah. early insomnia of <laughs> days. Uh, anyway. Do you think we can get one of those guys on? I bet we could get Dave Foley's we on. We probably could. Those guys look like shit now. Well, not Not, not anymore. Not, <laughs> not anymore, Anna. Just kidding. You know how back in the day... <laughs> people who were 30 used to look 40 yeah and then so you assume that they would just like look 40 their whole lives but now they look really bad like they looked middle-aged but thin and now they look middle-aged but fat time makes fools of us Not all I mean yeah you know? time makes Jews of us <laughs> all <laughs> none of the kids in the hall guys are Jewish no I know that's why I like Inter- them interesting. that's why I love that show <laughs> For a comedy troupe. Yeah, it it affirms my esoteric right-wing theory that Irish humor is actually the best humor. Yeah. Because I think most of them are actually low-key Irish. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. They're not really Canadian. (laughs) They're definitely Canadian. (laughs) They're Canadian, but they're, like, of Irish lineage. Yeah. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Mm, Alvin Bragg's trying to come... our boy Trump who's Alvin Bragg he's the DA Uh oh who's trying to arrest oh right oh yeah I forgot I forgot about the Trump arrest I was I was finna go to FIDI and get (laughs) Jan 6 I actually um was down in FIDI that day to see my um psychiatrist oh yeah what yeah I thought it was remote They're apparently he I also thought that was I I think you have to go in. They called me and they were like the DEA or whatever says you have to come in for an in-person thing to keep getting prescribed controlled substances. (laughs) 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 And uh, because I'd never met my psychiatrist because I. This is your Enneagram psychiatrist. No, no, no. Oh, oh, psychiatrist. Oh, psychiatrist. Not psychologist. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So did um, you see any like um, freaks? No, it was very normal down there that day. But I wasn't really by like the courthouse. Mm-hmm. I was like by the uh, the fearless girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Trump didn't get arrested. No, but they still might. They might nab him. Mm-hmm. But the case is flimsy. But that doesn't really matter nowadays. I am. I'm failing to see how this. Um, arrest would do anything but work in his favor totally well didn't you see he wants to be he said he wants to be handcuffed <laughs> he wants to do aoc he's just like yeah. <laughs> um yeah they're both like drama queens mm-hmm. <laughs> who want the the photo op of, the, of them with their hands behind their back i would do the same thing yeah totally i'd be like i'd be thrashing around like that uh shoot me with it. the rubber bullet. <laughs> Like that picture of Bernie Sanders <laughs> in like Berkeley or something. <laughs> or he kind of looks like Leonard Cohen if you squint your eyes. Uh. <laughs> it's a cool, it's a definitely a cool look. Yeah. To be apprehended. I mean, here's the thing. All the people who hate him and think he's a sociopath already are not going to vote for him anyway and can't be swayed. Mm hmm. I'd love to have an incarcerated president. A real black president.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how he's going to actually get the black vote. <laughs> by being incarcerated. Um, so they're trying to indict him for bribing or stormy stormy. Uh huh. But really, his lawyer, for like paying his lawyer back for bribing mm-hmm. Stormy. What's wrong with bribing hookers? <laughs> that seems right? like it should be the most legal thing in the world. <laughs> legal scholar Anika, two wrongs chiming. do make a right. <laughs> he should hire you as his lawyer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I read some op-ed. Written by some like uh law sc- NYU law school students in the New York Times uh-huh. about why it actually does matter that he like why it's okay that he's potentially going to be arrested on these trumped up <laughs> char- <laughs> charges, <laughs> and it just made no sense. I was like with a, a ton of cope, mm-hmm. um, but it would be it'd be interesting. But I I get the feeling that i mean i also get all the trump emails mm-hmm. um which i dutifully open because they're mm-hmm. all like dasha <laughs> <laughs> like, I who me you, i need you i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he needs me no it's like a secret message for dasha i'm like <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> and it's like dasha do you want me to obliterate the deep state and i'm like
1: yes <laughs> you're like the son of sam <laughs>
0: I'm literally like a deplorable deranged, like, <laughs> like a supporter. Q person. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Dasha Nakuseva. I um, he sent over a, a survey today. Actually, he was like, Dasha, take this not at all fake IQ test on the internet. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Sir. <laughs> See where you rank among I'm Trump I'm like, supporters. yes, sir. <laughs> um. Uh, he sent over a survey to Mm -hmm. his top guys like me. (laughs) Um, And it had one of the questions was, do you support president Trump's plan to obliterate in all capital letters, the deep state, obviously. And then he sent, and then the last question was like, you could select from a list of uh, Mm -hmm. policy (laughs) priorities eradicating it's honestly i was like damn he eradicating marxism all of the, the above from the government mm-hmm. keeping check. america out of pointless wars and preventing world war three check obliterating the deep state ding check. ding check securing our border parentheses again check didn't really do it the first time but <laughs> okay stopping soros funded district attorneys who aid and abet violent criminals ending affirmative action and other racial discrimination by the federal government, Re- redeclaring America's energy dominant, <laughs> protecting parents and students against left-wing nut jobs in schools, <laughs> promoting patriotic education that teaches students to love America, stopping the chemical castration of boys and girls, keeping boys out of girls sports, smashing the censorship cartel and restoring your free speech declaring total independence from China <laughs> in Insti- China instituting a quantum leap in the American standard of living and ending the scourge of homelessness taking over our cities. Nothing about restoring smoking indoors don't know. No. But maybe if you signed up, you could chime in. Trump's just like Niccolo. He's one of those guys who's never been a smoker, but who habitually hangs out with uh, smokers. So he knows the struggle i'd love to see trump smoke a cigarette (laughs) he he can't (laughs) i can't picture him yeah yeah he'd probably hold it all weird like when he drinks the fiji water with two (laughs) hands (laughs) i'd like to see him smoke one of those like capris Mm -hmm. that russian women smoke i would love that for him for his yenta or like a 100 Another thing that I'm deeply insecure about right now is that um I went to the cheap Sig Bodega and they only had a uh, marb gold hundreds mm-hmm. and newports. And the guy was like I was like, Do you have American spirits? And he's like, We have Newports, you want Newports? I was like, Hell no, I don't want Newports ports. think I am I mean I smoke marb golds, but the hundreds are the hundreds are that's a long cigarette. Yeah, I'm still traumatized from um like 12 years ago when I moved to New York and I was smoking a Virginia Slim's hundred on the steps of the NYPL and some like Puerto Rican teens with North faces and backpacks walked by and they were like, Oh snap your cigarette so long. That lady cigarette <laughs> so long. And I was like, ah. it's like all the, uh, the bullying videos I keep uh, yeah, algorithmically I being honed, Yeah. Fed to me by my for I, you tab. I know toxic dude i know it It really is like if you're looking at the four like water park minority crime porn like that guy yelling at the child on the subway that one there was one i watched today of like a german girl mm-hmm. getting bullied by like i guess it was implied that they were some kind of like muslim mm-hmm. other teenage girls but they seemed german they mm-hmm. just had like black hair they're turkish
1: yeah, but they la, 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 were, la, la, they were, they yeah. were like
0: maybe Turkish and they were like, they were refugees. It was really, cause I don't, I didn't understand what was going on, but they were like kind of slapping her in the face. Um, and she was like sobbing and like hyperventilating and like, um, I'm so desensitized to like American school violence. Yeah. That I was like, whatever. <laughs> It's like that time Andrew Tate choked that girl out with a belt and she was like, no, we're just friends. (laughs) I was like, no big deal. I was like, Um, kids are cruel. I'm going to be real with you. When I see those videos on Twitter, it really brings out the libtard in me.
1: Hmm.
0: How so? Because I'm like, guys, come on. This is an isolated incident. I've had my car broken into so many times. And while it really did affect my financial bottom line, it did not leave me emotionally traumatized. <laughs> I don't like them. Oh, I hate them. They're horrible. They are spiking my, my cortisol. Um, but I also am with you in that I'm kind of like, yeah, like school's tough. like. Kids be getting in like gladiator style battles. <laughs> and they all, there's like, I'm kind of like, it's not a new thing. Like, what? It's like kids wailing on each other. Yeah. They've always done it. And it's like, I'm very unpleasant to see. Mm-hmm. um There was a while during like the pandemic where it felt like a big motif and like, uh, violent viral videos was old people mm-hmm. getting like pushed down or w- wailed on by like mental patients and like COVID hospitals. I remember that, yeah. And that was really hard for me to... The elder abuse somehow the, the, mm-hmm. was really upsetting me. But the kids, I'm kind of like, they'll be fine. It It builds character. It builds character. <sighs> um but I imagine a lot of people who maybe were victimized Mm -hmm. or or bullied themselves get really, uh, it really hits all the right buttons for them. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm sympathetic to the overall uh, point, but I just am wary of any viral displays that uh, reinforce people's confirmation bias. It makes me like, skittish yeah we don't like being emotionally manipulated and squeamish yeah yeah it feels emotionally manipulative yeah because no one likes to see violence yeah I mean that's not true but (laughs) (laughs) but it's a it's a a hot button to press Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that really gets people's passions flared up yeah, I'm literally experiencing a physiological response right now thinking about all the the horrible vids I've seen on Twitter. I know it sucks. Anyway, wait why were why were we on this topic? Uh, what were we talking about? Trump, Trump, and his um, survey. <laughs> I don't know I don't know he's like crowdsourcing his political platform the emails are great are great yeah no I believe you he's saying all the right things he's saying all the right things he's if I was a little lower IQ (laughs) he'd have me he also uses the term bought and paid for Mm -hmm. um, which is a new like I'm sure I've heard before, but that feels like a new turn of phrase that I really like. Yeah, saying someone's bought and you paid are leaving in own space. <laughs> the bought and paid for is Soros' da's witch hunt. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess that re- more will be revealed. Yeah. But again, I fail to see how this will do anything but make Trump more popular and beloved. Yeah, the hysterical pitch of the daily emails (laughs) lately has been has made me feel like it's not going to happen. And like he's trying to whip people up into like he's like insisting a little too much. Mm -hmm. And when he first said they're going to arrest me on Tuesday, I was like, how do you know that? I mean, I believe he could be tipped off. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> sorry i'm like, like so retarded and unprepared <laughs> to discuss this topic we can move on do you want to, what do you want to talk about wokeness what Gwyneth paltrow oh yeah what do we have on the docket gwyneth paltrow sophia coppola's daughter uh that other thing what was the other thing uh ross do that's op-ed on what wokeness means oh shit i missed that um, that's okay. What did what did Ross do ha, do that say wokeness means? Well, it was actually uh, he he wrote a nice little piece actually. Okay. Um, oh, Tucker. Beth yeah. Bethany Mandel, I guess was on the Brianna Joyce Taylor's <laughs> podcast and she asked her to define wokeness and she kind of like couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then do that wrote a thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. No, what did he say? I'm curious. He, I'm curious yeah. if anybody can provide a good he definition of wokeness. He gave a very good definition, sort of. Uh, my, my feeling about wokeness is that it's like porn. You know it when you see it. And so no definition is really necessary. Yeah. He he sort of, it's, it's he, the, he describes it very well, but it does take him a while. Mm-hmm. And he sort of adopts the voice of
1: like. Well, he's got to keep the audience a hooked. A Yeah
0: and describe like what their ideological worldview Mm -hmm. is like which basically my aligned with my understanding of wokeness which is that it's like a trickle down of like academic Mm -hmm. understanding and jargon around like oppression being systematic and like axes of power and like intersectionality Mm -hmm. and that that's like the dominant framework through which you Dasha define wokeness now do it now (laughs) Um, that it's like an ideological disposition that's grounded in or rooted in academia. Yeah, that then trickles down into that justifies and mainstream power centers like politics and the corporate and whatever. Yeah, but it basically is the idea that like um yeah that there's like systems of oppression mm-hmm. that are to blame for uh, uh, unequal the... outcomes yeah exactly we got to put our last remaining brain cells together and define wokeness <laughs> on the <laughs> we have to have the final definition i mean look my definition of wokeness is literally when the idea that you're the target not merely the collateral becomes a matter of official policy mm-hmm it's when it's fake and gay <laughs> yeah it's, and you can just tell yeah it's, <laughs> when, it's like um when um the civil rights act becomes the constitution yeah
1: <laughs> that's good yeah
0: <laughs> um well in the the other Thing we're gonna <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey daddy <laughs> <laughs> a bullying incident on this very on this very pond i i met a guy recently uh who works in academia and he's gonna mm-hmm. world star hip-hop how two podcasters caught a murder on <laughs> we become a true crime podcast. <laughs> just because we live in your neighborhood <laughs> well dasha while it's true and the facts show that tariq was hanging out by the bodega what happened next is up for debate we heard that, That glass shattered. Right <laughs> someone's getting, sl- someone's getting sliced up. Uh, someone's getting stabbed tonight. Oh, they opened a who fucking tonight? Who fucking <laughs> tonight? They opened a w- weed dispensary store very close to my apartment. Mm-hmm. Gotta move. <laughs> and, uh, there goes the neighborhood. <sighs> so I'll be getting stabbed by a skid stout vagrant high on spice any any day now no no in your neighborhood it'll be like uh college students and it's nice middle-class couples don't you think it's a not, girl it, can dream it's not that kind of store. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't that kind of store though i did go in there because they had um a lot lar- a lot of different elf elf bars mm-hmm. and uh i am <laughs> interested in sampling the different flavors mm-hmm. like a sommelier mm-hmm. of, of vape juice mm-hmm. i got one called beach day mm-hmm. not good what is super it? gross well much like malibu or like sunset it kind of has notes of pineapple or like passion fruit mm-hmm. but beach day has like a mouth summertime sadness it has a mouthfeel Mm-hmm. Where it feels like it's like coating your esophagus, that mm-hmm. doesn't. But maybe all it just takes to it getting tastes used like you're to. eating sunblock. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it just takes some getting used to. Um, I, I so okay. I met this guy. Oh yeah, who works in academia, and he told me this harrowing tale of how they were interviewing two candidates for a tenure track position. Um, one was a. Highly esteemed, highly qualified white guy, and the other one was a much more mediocre, less credentialed black guy. And the committee voted, and of course went with the black guy, and then offered to pay him a hundred thousand dollars extra, what they were paying the white guy. Wow! Which seems like a a fake and gay story that the <laughs> conservatard media uh passes around yeah as like rage bait seems extreme yeah but this guy is not at all like ideologically possessed or like ideologically captured and even he you know he's a nice dude with like basically liberal sensibilities and even he was like aghast by it yeah which like that's wokeness that's that's wokeness and by well, the way, this is the opposite of Donald Trump's platform. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you want Marxism in the government mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the nut jobs to castrate your kids or whatever. But Ross Doohat knows was, what he's doing, which is like um, speaking uh, in a voice that uh, appeals to his core liberal audience while a uh, dog whistling and radicalizing so respect to mm -hmm. him um he says um this is him talking in like the woke voice you can't have real freedom of speech unless you first silence some oppressors and all of this is necessarily a cultural and psychological project which is why schools media pop culture and language itself are the essential bad battlegrounds yes economic policy matters but material arrangements are downstream of culture and psychology if you want to save the planet or end the rule of greed you need a different kind of human being not just a system that assumes racist patriarchal values and tries to put them on a leash. Blah, blah, blah. And look at what we've learned, that once homophobia diminishes, millions upon millions of young people begin to define themselves as what they truly are, as some form of LGBTQ+, slipping the shackles of heteronormativity at last, which is why the backlash against the spread of transgender identification among kids must be defeated, because this is the beachhead, the proving ground for full emancipation. He concludes, if you find a lot of this narrative persuasive, even filtered through my conservative mind, then whatever woke describes, it probably describes you. If you recoil from it, welcome to the ranks of the unwoke. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Yeah, I mean, this is also a good example of like the woke is more correct than the mainstream. Wow, well, so woke people will tell you exactly what they mean they're very upfront that they want to see a world where things are gendered and racialized. Yeah. They, I saw some clip of like people were passing around of Robin D'Angelo talking about how um, people of color should distance themselves from white people. Okay. They actually, it's like a horseshoe theory. They, in a weird what? way, believe. <laughs> well, they believe the same like thing. Segregation. That, that, um, the hard right believes. That the races should be segregated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the Tucker piece that the New Yorker published called I Watch Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. for Work, mm-hmm. um, which basically interviewed a woman named Kat Abu, Abu-, Abu- Ghraib. <laughs> Happy Ramadan, Abu- bitch. Abu Yeah. Who was a 23-year-old senior video producer for liberal watchdog org Media Matters. Who's been watching Tucker Carlson for uh, two years and making TikToks about it? Um, And the article is—I mean—that it it aligns nicely, sort of, with the discussion of wokeness because in it, this woman describes how she comes from like a long lineage of Republicans. Yeah, she's and then she went to college uh and and became awoken to systemic power structures mm-hmm. that now define her worldview uh, uh, within her family that she now has to universalize mm-hmm. on like a national, if not global scale, because she hates her dad. <laughs> is some kind of Republic, but also lobbyist. desperately wants attention yeah. from him and is basically begging, um, over the course of the piece for, tucker to pay attention to her i think like the cat abu Ghraib woman is like the new lauren duca i'm waiting for her lesbian arc it says at one point that she yeah she sought counsel from taylor lorenz who's also been you know the, the victim of online yeah, yeah, yeah. online bullying um while literally like begging for it to happen to her. Our friendship with uh, New York Magazine and the New York Times has really ended, and now the New Yorkers are best friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good part. It's not so much that Abu Ghazala is seeking male attention. It's more that she's using herself as live bait, a way to point out misogyny and sexism in real time, or to simply tweak the conservatives who <laughs> hate follow her. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is like marginally interesting from a psychological standpoint, because we all know that like spiritual leftists can't bring themselves to enjoy (laughs) anything that goes against their political consensus, um, unless they introduce like a wedge of ironic or professional distance. Um, No, haha, don't make me watch Tucker for work. He's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't make me watch Tucker Carlson to get talking points for my reactionary podcast. And that's also like, by the way, like back to Trump, why when we're between elections, everyone can agree that like Trump is based. uh, But when there's like an electoral cycle happening, suddenly he's like a neo-fascist authoritarian or whatever the fuck Marianne Williamson called him on Twitter (laughs) recently. Yeah. Because it has to be this kind of like remote, critical, self-aware thing. Authoritarian, when the government puts you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> when you, yeah, have, and yet, have so much centralized fascistic power that uh, they're able to <laughs> indict <laughs> you for bribing a hooker. <laughs> Some bought and paid for Soros DA can just throw you in jail. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's also marginally relevant because cat. Uh, Abu Ghazaleh um, was recently trending on Twitter for this tweet. Conservatives are now at the quote scouring her grandfather's obituary stage of de- determining whether I'm white enough to jack off to. Oh, that's that girl. Yeah, and it includes like a pic of her like popping her pussy and fishnet. <laughs> Don't flatter yourself, bitch. A charmless um, woman. She's a ninth-generation Texan with Palestinian roots, whose family has been connected to. Republican politics forever. Okay. I watched Tucker Carlson, so you don't have to the bio spaces of her social media accounts read. Abu Ghazala has been prof- professionally watching Carlson, who has around three million viewers a night, for nearly two years. Abu Ghazala films her roundups on Fridays and posts them to TikTok, where she's building a following. She and I were watching Carlson's show side by side at cu- in cubicles at her organization's offices in Washington, D.C. Abu Ghazala, a pair of sunglasses perched on her head and a vape pen always within reach, was f- she's just like us, real, mm-hmm. was flagging <laughs> moments from the episode to post online you don't know Fox News until you're watching it for a job, she said. You see all these patterns emerge. Um, What I love about like leftoids and libtards is that they can easily spot things like ideological capture and profit motive in their opponents. Mm -hmm. But they're blind to the ways that they're guilty of the same things. They have the same faults. There's some extreme cognitive dissonance. When they do permit that they have the same issues within their ranks it's always um with by the logic that um they're the good guys and on the right side of history so it's by any means necessary media matters yeah some people need to be the liberal watchdogs mm-hmm. of these well it's the, so the, the levels of like condescension as well of like mm-hmm. these Deplorables that are watching Fox News can't pick up on these nuances Mm -hmm. that a liberal watchdog like Mm -hmm. myself can, Mm -hmm. and they don't understand that they couldn't possibly just be gleaning some form of like entertainment from this. This has earned the left the reputation for being retards among the right, but the resistance is less intellectual than it is psychological. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems completely psychological. Abu Ghazala has sought advice from dealing with trolls from the Washington Post's Taylor Lorenz, another woman who has attracted the ire of many on the right, including Carlson. He hasn't talked about me yet, Abu Ghazala said of the Fox News host. <laughs> There's so much stuff you could pick on me for, like literally any picture on my Instagram. <laughs> Full quote That's the full quote. Mm-hmm. She's like, Tucker, you could look at any picture of me on Instagram. <laughs> Do you not want to look at any of pictures of me on Instagram? No, no, no. don't sexualize my tight, wet <laughs> pussy. Um, don't look at my Instagram <laughs> pictures, you right wing pervs. But basically, her job is <laughs> collecting publicly available compromises on Tucker Carlson to reinforce her and her audience's confirmation bias yeah. and they say email jobs are fake <laughs> well she's more than you know she's a she's a tiktoker yeah she's like a later email job into hr it. recruiter um there there was another great quote um To Abu Ghazalat, the often ludicrous quality of Carlson's show is exactly what makes it so dangerous. People need to know that the scary things are stupid as well, she said. They either go all in on, oh, my God, this is so funny, and Fox News is technically entertainment, or they go all in on, this is so scary, blah, blah, blah. It's both things. Two things can be true at once. Mm. No fucking way. (laughs) Um, At the same time, perhaps, because she follows him so closely... Abu Ghazal is skeptical of the conventional wisdom that Carlson is one of the most powerful people in the United States. She and the other Media Matters researchers all seemed convinced that it was more the 8 p.m. Fox time slot that bestowed the power. For millions of viewers, quote, it's just a Pavlovian response to put on Fox News at 8 o'clock. Lawrence said Tucker needs the 8 o'clock hour on Fox way more than... Fox needs Tucker. Fox has been the country's most watched cable channel for 21 years. That impressive streak belies how few Americans actually watch it. The network averaged 2.33 million viewers a night in 2022, but it remains something of a thought leader for the conservative movement. What a load of Cove. So, <laughs> I mean, I often catch the end of like Jesse Waters prime time mm-hmm. before Tucker got felled. Gottfeld sucks. Hannity sucks. <laughs> Jesse Waters, the end of his show is him reading like fake text messages yeah. that people send him. It's like no one has the the charismatic power of Tucker on Fox mm-hmm. News even remotely. I know. Tucker is like Fox News' cash cow. How could you even? Yeah, he's... If Fox didn't have Tucker, they'd be MSNBC. <laughs> He's, or worse, CNN. Whatever you think about him, he's good at what he does. Like, don't take that away from the man, you know? Yeah, even if what you think he does is he's basically. So, de- yeah. so, is it irrelevant or is it dangerous? Well, that's dangerous, classic it... leftist maneuvering. So, this thing is like really irrelevant, but also really dangerous. <laughs> it's like.
1: It, it's like. It's not the, even
0: actually that popular. It reminds me of like Russiagate when people were being like. Oh, so like Putin's like totally a madman and a psychopath on a path of destruction and chaos, but also like Russians are bungling idiots who can't even hack the election properly, and there's just like all these mixed messages. But they've flying. compromised the fabric of our democracy yeah. through their sinister wiles. Two things can be true at the same time, but in this case, you have to pick one. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to, is gonna Tucker cons- dangerous or is he irrelevant? If you're going to construct your whole identity around it, then you definitely have this is to. like a logic problem and an IQ test. You stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched Tucker Carlson for work also, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's actually our job too. It's also my my <laughs> job I mean, if it is it's why hasn't Media Matters recruited you, Dasha? I know I'm all I'm watching Tucker. I'm watching <laughs> the end of Jesse Waters. Sometimes I watch a little Hannity, but I mean I don't even have the attention span for Tucker po- post monologue. Usually, then he like veers <laughs> off. He's talking to some like meth head. Yeah. <laughs> he's, don't he's do Glenn Greenwald like that. <laughs> he's our friend. Some gay guys on. <laughs> um no like most of tucker isn't even that good and he often unwatchable he he often is a totally like bad (laughs) moron like he He, likes cigarettes yeah but it's i wonder if tucker got a carton of hestia oh hestia sounds like the name of a trans girl what are these right-wingers doing I mean they should have named their uh cigarette brand return with I d i don't d. think Hest- well but i got my hestias before i i realized there was i think that they're now that the rights into smoking mm-hmm. they've maybe found like a good marketing mm-hmm. angle mm-hmm. but i don't think original i mean this is a kind of like i mean it is kind of like hippie pagan branding a little bit tucker's a smoker right He's into, um, what's it? Not chewing tobacco, but the other thing. Snooze or whatever it's called. It's gross. He likes n- nicotine. Yeah, I think he smokes. And- He's a former smoker? But he might still be a smoker. He has big smoker energy. He's a big proponent of, uh, of Nick. He says nicotine frees your mind and weed makes you a slave. True. Another. I disagree. <laughs>
1: another um horseshoe it's called dialectics
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) both things can be true both things can be true i can smoke weed and cigarettes now another another horseshoe theory is that um the most charismatic man on the left and the second most charismatic man on the right are both heavy smokers who's the most obama and Tucker. um so there's something to it Yeah, spikes your testosterone <laughs> um uh so okay um in january phil labont a right wing influencer posted kat abu Ghazala's tinder profile to twitter and she um clapped back with a Visual of the demeaning, sexually explicit comments that the tweet elicited, and posted it to her feed. POV: You're a 23 year old woman who researches right wing (laughs) extremism, and a 47 year old conservative commentator posts your dating profile on Twitter. Did she get the POV meme? Women, I can't can't understand. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Uh, I've zoomers have had a, a. an issue with the concept of POV. I've noticed Mm -hmm. through the trickle down content I get from, from TikTok (laughs) is that they don't quite understand what Mm -hmm. it means, but I, I I'm up for it. Mm -hmm. I'm up for changing with that. (laughs) (laughs) That means completely. (sighs) POV. I'm pulling my hair out. The weird <laughs> neurotic parent <laughs> who went to Swiss boarding school. POV Tucker Carlson is won't get his boot off my <laughs> neck. POV Tucker reminds me of my dad. <laughs> okay, so. The point of the article is that she's not at all um using her sexuality to rage bait conservatives <laughs> into calling her a roasty on Twitter. It's crazy. I guess it's working out. I can't believe you can get paid for being
1: Watching mentally talk? ill. <laughs>
0: No, I actually can believe that. Uh, What do you think uh, we get paid for? (laughs) The the radical left has turned America into a welfare state. But... (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I want to get paid for being mentally ill. And then I realized we literally do. We straight up do. (laughs) Being a woman rules. It's really awesome. (laughs) You can literally get away with anything. The right wing guys are right. We are living life on on easy mode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except... uh, what does Polia say about getting your period? She says like every month, like women's will is thwarted. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Women actually do the POV meme because we're all autogynophiles. <laughs> so we're always <laughs> so looking at So our POV is <laughs> literally just staring at ourselves in the mirror. <laughs> POV, I'm beautiful. <laughs> POV, everyone is so sexually attracted <laughs> to me. POV, I look like Anne Hathaway <laughs> at Sundance Film <laughs> <Health laughs> Festival. Uh, God bless women. <laughs> thank, thank God they're, they're doing their thing. But as usual, women are on a whole nother level when it comes to an instinctual, intuitive understanding. Mm-hmm. She's drawn to Tucker, mm-hmm. but she She's drawn to the mirror image of herself, which looks slightly better than the reality. Cause you know when you flip the selfie and you're oh, like, yeah. uh. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually we do get the POV meme whatever. Anyway. <laughs> We've actually mastered it, yeah. I appreciate how she really made it about herself. I saw that um, picture of her trending, and um, I didn't connect that uh, those I, two. Were really? I thought she was right wing. I'm yeah. pretty. I'm pretty sure. That I'm like ninety percent sure that's her. And uh, the friend of the pod, second city bureaucrat, got <laughs> caught in the crossfire because he made some like snide racial remark about what her aristocratic pedigree is, and she interpreted. It, as him trying to like uh mm. intellectually finger fuck her yeah i was reading an out magazine article okay. by lauren duca recently yeah where she talks about her uh, queer uh phase uh-huh and i, I should pull it up because it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> when is this from I don't know. It might be old. Are you doing a deep dive on Duca? What's she up to now? I guess. I think she's being a lesbian. She's wearing a sweatshirt that says gay on it, but in the GAP logo lettering. (laughs) Labels are an exercise in limitation, so I choose to identify as a pothead dyke. I think of myself as gay, Mm. but will sometimes specify that I'm queer and a lesbian because I date women and non-binary people. No one is more fascinated than me by the fact that I used to be attracted to cis men. It occurs to me in the clarity of hindsight that I was going through stage directions in a play I never thought to direct. I'm normatively hot
1: so it seemed as if there was always a guy
0: in the picture and then you know the rest fumble around until he finishes and maybe get off on being eaten out if you're lucky the way I feel about cis men now is the same way I feel about Triscuits if I was starving on an airplane I suppose I could eat some Triscuits but do you have freshly baked bread is there butter ew (laughs) I'm normatively hot (laughs) I'm normatively hot Uh. sure some liberal watchdog is going (laughs) to (laughs) this <laughs> and it's going to go viral that's that's <laughs> nuts well that that's woke mm-hmm. that's what i learned in college was that um heterosexuality was uh, compuls- uh compulsory
1: Mm-hmm.
0: uh that all women were actually so actually we're suffering from a false consciousness exactly yeah that we're uh, all actually attracted to cis men yeah and that we can't We wouldn't even know if we were legitimately desirous of heterosexual relationships because it's Mm -hmm. we're in this like oppression matrix Mm -hmm. um, that causes us to to be to think we're straight Mm -hmm. and says when we're actually queer trans (laughs) women are spiritual leftists in that they have a very poor. We have a very poor sense of uh, borders Bad boundaries. Yeah, women are open borders. <laughs> <laughs> I am so so they'll literally fuck anyone for attention, which by <laughs> definition means that we're kind of lesbians at the end of the day. I could I could see it, I could see it <laughs> going that way for me, honestly. Um, this is why I get paid the big bucks <laughs> <laughs> to theorize queerness. Welcome Patreon. to theorizing queerness with Anna and Dasha. <laughs> Maybe we'll end we'll end up together. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've thought of that when we're like when we've really hit the wall. <laughs> I'll be like Anna, I'm in love with you.
1: <laughs>
0: you're the man, sir. You're the man. <laughs> I've been it's it's cool. Lesbians don't have sex anyway. Exactly. We can just borrow each other's clothes. <laughs> u-haul i've had this thought many times that being a lesbian is great if you don't have to deal with some nagging bitch (laughs) totally think about it you don't have to have sex yeah you have double the wardrobe yeah together you can binge watch true crime probably keep the apartment i'm i'm very messy (laughs) so i'd need you know i'd need an orderly life partner there's less pressure to stay thin yeah. No shaving. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Not the body hair growth. Sounds like a great deal until you realize that you have to like constantly, um, emotionally console somebody else. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I could handle it. I could do it in a post menopausal age when there's no hormones flying. Can have some hot flashes. go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, I mean, once again, I got to advocate for menstrual seclusion Mm. because that gave women a really nice space. Yeah. Have homosocial relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Who am I kidding? Once Lenny's out of the nest, I'm going to violently blow my brains out because I'm such a pick me. I want to be the first woman to prove that uh, actually women can go through with it. They've done it before. They've done it before. Christine Chubbuck, Chubbuck or whatever her name, is, who did it on live television. you will do it on the on the pod. On the pod. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Anne. Well, that's all, folks. No, that don't don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want to be the first woman who becomes a Welbeck man someone was saying today that um, (laughs) the reason that Welbeck is so popular is because as a man you can totally see uh yourself writing those lines you know you can picture yourself uh writing a line like but my member was uncooperative or something (laughs) yeah yeah and I realized that all men think they're Welbeck and all women think they're Didion I was gonna say Didion yes I mean, I really uh, play it as it lays is for me. Have you seen the movie? I haven't. It's I supposed it. to be really bad, but That's I think it's I've like Tuesday Weld or something, and it looks cool. I bet it's redeemable. But I like the book so much cause for extremely narcissistic reasons, because it's literally about like an actress from Nevada who has mm. like mental <laughs> problems. Um and in that way i really i think yeah women Didion, but also i think otessa moshfe mm-hmm. i think part of the reason my year of rest and relaxation really mm-hmm. popped off is cuz many women could kind of uh identify mm-hmm. with the like pilled out <laughs> yeah <laughs> dissociated coma state of that novel mm-hmm. um And when I read it, I had that feeling of like, damn, she really, she wrote the book about being a woman who lies down. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I would have, I wish I would have thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) It really is crazy to me how Tucker is beyond the pale for like establishment libs. Mm -hmm. How that's... Extremist programming to them. In a weird way, it's like affirmation of the fact that culture functions way better when there are like agreed upon taboos because they just make people so uh, pruriently, like, voyeuristically fascinated and enthusiastic. Like, yeah. liberals are chomping at the bit to watch Tucker. Well, I think the, um, the last quote from her is, is also quite telling. Um, she says, the anger propels you. I feel like I'm doing something in a world where it's so easy to feel like you're not doing anything. <laughs> I want to like mix all those words up. And, it's so easy to feel like you're doing something in a world where you're not doing anything <laughs> by whipping yourself up into a frenzy. Yeah, like those refrigerator magnets that women also love. Um, yeah, I didn't, you sent me that um, New York mag uh, Andrew Tate article. I didn't read that. Which, yeah, I kind of skimmed it and it was it was kind of a, a surprisingly semi-sympathetic profile of Tate and his appeal to young men. Basically, the author was talking about how she or he, I don't know who wrote it, um, <laughs> understand, they, them, <laughs> everyone's they, them now, um, understands how um, young men could be drawn to somebody like Tate and more importantly she acknowledged that they uh were capable of like filtering hmm. the life lessons from the obscene humor yeah which is true but there was um i like when he talks about how you should never cook because it's a waste <laughs> of time <laughs> and that's when i feel like he's really making points mm-hmm. he's like meal prep you fucking faggot what do you do? You're, you're cutting up little cubes <laughs> I like I like the part where he tells um his brother who's eating sushi on a private jet that like eating fish rolled up in rice is gay <laughs> and like soy um oh what was i going to say i'm back on soy i'm on soy milk again by the way mm. Really? I drank some soy milk today. I decided soy's good for you. <laughs> Ready to grow some tits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I've gone full circle contrarian and I drink soy milk now. <laughs> so um for my job. <laughs> there is, <laughs> um there was uh two parts that stuck out at me. Um There was one passage that was especially pertinent in light of our Agnes Caller discussion Mm. from last episode. um, in Tate's telling Emery, his father, who's a black Air Force pilot and international chess master, was a rough man, a drinker, gambler, and womanizer who spent months at a time away from family to play chess. Andrew idolized him one time when Tate was six. Emery returned after more than a month away. He and Eileen tate's mother immediately got into a row and emory turned and walked out the door saying to andrew when you're older you'll you'll understand your mother won't shut up tate chuckles and raises his eyebrows incredulity at memory passes across his face then he changes the subject um which kind of like reaffirms what we said that it's much more dignified and better for your children in the long run to simply have an affair because it's easier for them to forgive you in that case, rather than you being polyamorous with two guys you cucked under one roof, yeah, I'm obsessed um, with chess <laughs> Another interesting part was that they, okay, <laughs> hmm. you boys want to away in on Andrew Tate? <laughs> There's a ember on yeah, your on your jeans like under. Ashes, yeah. You're like sitting on it. It's gonna singe your. <laughs> I'm like Rihanna. You're like not even paint. drunk. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know I'm high IQ. They quote ContraPoints. Okay. Who um, says maybe the average man is also oppressed by the system the feminists call patriarchy. Um, the loss Novel. of purpose has contributed to a higher rate of depression, anxiety, suicide, and loneliness in men which is not ameliorated by well-meaning liberals perpetually calling them toxic quote. I think a lot of feminists have failed to imagine the ways that being treated as invisible or dangerous can also kind of suck. She says, I mean, she would also know charitable because she's <laughs> one of those like uh, angry, invisible, sensitive young men who literally transformed herself into a beautiful and popular woman. Cause she was sick of feeling invisible mm-hmm. respect. Um, Trans max. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> women and feminists particularly really don't understand is that like the default state of being a man is being invisible expendable yeah and they they only realize it when it's too late when they've quote hit the wall now more and more i think women are feeling invisible because the whole like field is so oversaturated and there's like a new moderately attractive tiktok girl who's like raked over the coals by twitter and every week that pipeline is very fascinating to me i wish baudrillard was still around, around <laughs> to like write a treatise on this phenomenon it is it does make me feel um old mm-hmm. to be and mentally ill to be on on twitter um Because it's so clear that culture is now downstream, like, from TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so we're trapped in this, like, purgatory (laughs) where people discuss TikTok videos from, like, months ago. Like, by the time they seep out into Twitter, they're already, like, (laughs) irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, van girl, spice girl, uh, right-wing dating app fat girl. Just, like... (laughs) A, an endless procession of these girls yeah. who are like well, everyone scrapped gets for parts 15 minutes of being <laughs> of seen shame. or whatever. Yeah. yeah being seen and shamed um. Kat Abu is like weirdly on the money when she says that last quote about how anger gives her meaning yeah. in an otherwise irrelevant life yeah <laughs> Many such cases.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. A woman who has never been invisible her entire life Mm-mm. and is hated for it. Yes, she got some, some flack this week. Yeah, she's under fire again. Uh, for having an amazing dietary diet. Habits. Yeah. yeah, which... She's been pretty vocal out for a mm. while. She smokes a cigarette in the morning. Then she chokes down some bone broth <laughs> <process> for lunch. <laughs> and veggies you... for dinner. <laughs> and then she awkwardly shifts around some paleo crap on a plate <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> I remember reading on Goop years ago, mm-hmm. like around the time she started the site, her empire because um, I've always been a massive Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. fan, um, and was really it, completely the Goop demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, She—I don't—I doubt she even wrote it, but she had some some article on when it was more like newslettery mm-hmm. about a water cleanse that she had done, <laughs> where she only drank water for like a <laughs> week. <laughs> it was only really called like the water cleanse, <laughs> and uh in that she said like i'm not always on a water cleanse Mm -hmm. like she's like sometimes i eat rotisserie chicken and drink a glass of wine and like Mm -hmm. enjoy my life like the things that she the um the way that she described like being in a more like relaxed metabolic mode was Mm -hmm. still (laughs) because we know she'd never eat ramen Uh she'd rather smoke crack (laughs)
1: um
0: Gwyneth is a natural conservative because she understands the um, concepts of uh, personal responsibility and establishing boundaries. Restraint. Yeah. She knows when to treat herself. Yeah. And like have that cigarette or that glass of wine. One cig a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I thought it was one cig a day. No, no. I'm coping. One cig- you're coping <laughs> one cig a
1: week.
0: You wish you were as conservative as I <laughs> Dude, I mean, she's BFFs with John Murray Cudahy's daughter. I don't know who that is. He's that sociologist who wrote The Ordeal of Civility about how minority groups, when they come to the United States, um, enter into like a tacit uh, compact with the nation where they agree to assimilate in exchange for getting some like symbolic or ceremonial holiday. The Ordeal of Civility is such a good... Mm-hmm. Uh... It's mainly about Jews. Oh. Mm-hmm well they've always been very civil well he <laughs>
1: his point the of I think Jewishness? one of his
0: arguments is that part of the way that they differentiated themselves and held on to their culture was by being kind of like performatively vulgar mm, you mean and like intrusive i.e. Jewish comedy by, yeah I was yeah, going to say gross like, comedy abortion. yeah yeah, yeah. It's interesting mm-hmm. ditto Irish
1: mm-hmm.
0: and blacks yeah I mean it goes for like literally any minority group mm. in any case um, his daughter's friends with yeah yeah <laughs> cool mm-hmm. yeah I bet she's more of a Republican than <laughs> than she, even she knows <laughs> even she knows, yeah. <laughs> so yeah people were pissed that she has a mostly liquid diet uh, no, no news here. I've been following her for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems like she's eating more than I thought she was. Even um, then she made a video explaining that she was the clip that had circulated was from like her doctor's podcast, uh-huh. and that she eats the way that she does because she has long COVID, and so she's uh, whatever you need to rationalize your low grade ED sister. She's trying to reduce inflammation. Mm-hmm. And no one wants inflammation, mm-hmm. you know? Especially of, of the waistline. Inflammation <laughs> is the cousin of death.
1: Um, but Gwyneth Paltrow you know, is always your waistline under gets fire for something. Mm-hmm.
0: Because guess what? She's thin. She's pretty. She's rich. Mm-hmm. Talented. She's a talented. And she's benignly out to lunch. And that's why people really hate her. And like on her level, why wouldn't you be out to lunch of course that's the privilege that wealthy people get yeah they get to distance themselves from the poor and minorities and they get to be out of touch yeah god bless her (laughs) well but all of this is also uh 5D chess move on her mm-hmm. part because it's also a massive distraction mm-hmm. um from her from her trouble accident yeah um which also started this week in Park City. Mm-hmm. She's being sued for a skiing hit and run um by a m- man who she crashed into on the mm-hmm. slopes <laughs> in Utah apparently um He originally was suing her for like three million dollars, and mm-hmm. then that was a little exorbitant. So now the suit's at around like three hundred thousand. Then she filed a countersuit. I think this guy's a grifter. He totally is. I texted she's you and a, I was like, he's asking for three hundred thousand, which seems like a very modest sum. I didn't know the backstory that he had originally asked mm-hmm. for a whopping three million. Yeah, she claims she was distracted, crashed into him, caused him like mm-hmm. irreparable brain <laughs> damage.
1: Yeah. What Even did he though say? he
0: had already suffered impaired vision from a and hearing stroke? loss from a stroke. So what you already brain
1: damaged.
0: <laughs> you had a stroke. What are you talking about? He shouldn't have been on the slopes anyway. Um Gwyneth, like any world class actress, is a very experienced skier. Um, so I'm not buying. It I thought for you were going to say she's she's gracious and classy and and handled it elegantly because she she's countersuing for uh, lawyers' fees and one dollar in damages. Yeah, the high road. <laughs> <laughs> the low road's too crowded. Um, That's a real Matthew Maloof move. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Damn. I thought some uh, retard like uh, copywriter at the Daily Mail or WAPO or whatever had forgot, it forgot to add the M <laughs> on one dollar. Good for her. Um, Gwyneth Maldro innocent.
1: Yeah, Terry Gwyneth is my Doug Mackey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should throw a party in her honor. Please donate to the Gwyneth Faltro Legal Defense Fund. We can Fund. do that like bowls of cigarettes thing that the Olsons do at all their parties.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: The Gwyneth Faltrow <laughs> Defense Fund. <laughs> She's um. innocent. Legalized skiing. <laughs> all extra proceeds go to uh, refunding the police. <laughs> um, Terry Sanderson, he's a 76-year-old retired optometrist. How are you going to be an optometrist if you have vision loss? Well, he's retired. I know, I know. A retarded <laughs> optometrist. <laughs> um, sued Paltrow alleging that the lifestyle influencer crashed into him while skiing on the beginner slopes of the exclusive uh, Deer Valley Ski yeah, Resort in right. Park City, Utah, where in the Sundance Film Festival is held. Mm-hmm. Um, Never skied once in my life, but hope to one day. <laughs> it's not for us. Too much accoutrement. <laughs> The second I'll, I I'll do it, I'm going to get into a hit-and-run situation. <laughs> I know it. Um, his lawsuit seeks a compensation for permanent traumatic brain injury, four broken ribs, pain of suffering, loss of enjoyment of life, emotional distress and disfigurement, um... He, um, Paltrow's lawyer showed the jury an email reportedly sent by Sanderson to his daughters after the collision that included a link to Facebook status that said, I'm famous. <laughs> um, there's also the inconvenient detail that, um, he said that he didn't sue her for nearly three years after the cla- the crash because of, um, legal issues and prolonged concussion he was so from the collision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took him a while to, <laughs> <him> to recover <laughs> He was like a Mary Shelley step on me, blown away by her beauty.
1: (laughs) It took a while to get his legal papers in
0: order because her beauty was blowing them all over the place. It was her beauty that caused the avalanche (laughs) (laughs) that made her crash into him. Um, This is why I'm a feminist and I believe women. Definitely. I'm going to make an exception in my record of misogyny and not believing women for Gwyneth Paltrow, because I think she's telling the truth. In this case, Gwyneth's done nothing wrong.
1: Oh. <laughs> um,
0: mm. yeah, I think also the other thing that like people don't get about Gwyneth is that she's kind of like a corked up shorty who has a sense of humor about herself and is in on the joke. I I think her like reputation hinges like to her haters hinges on this idea that she's very like self-serious and uppity yeah. like a snooty rich bitch who can't take a joke but she's like constantly making fun of herself it's like similar to the Andrew Tate thing where like I think it was like same meme who tweeted like oh you know I'm not a fan of Andrew Tate but like he's clearly you
1: know being the joke. funny yeah
0: and also, like, playing up his persona. Like, it's hyperbolic. People really have a low threshold mm-hmm. for, that, for that sort of thing nowadays. Well, they, they always assume, yeah. Well, they do when it's somebody who's, like, not on their side. It's exactly. like irony for me, but not for thee. Exactly. People were chimping about my Baron Trump retweet. That was clearly a joke, making fun of the idea that... A, Woman would have a weird edible relationship with her son because she's mentally ill. I know, but I love that pig. I know, and I'd love for you and let to recreate it. <laughs> to recreate it, yeah. His second birthday is coming up, so I you know. We're, like, we're, all looking, we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> I can't wait to grip his little drumsticks. <laughs> And I've said this before. I mean, as far as Melania goes, that's so clearly like her and Barron against the world. Mm-hmm. It's there's a there was a uh, very cute video circulating of Trump holding Barron as like a baby mm-hmm. and talking about how he's vicious, he's violent, he's <laughs> he's like Hezbollah. <Hosble. laughs> he's actually the the um, total opposite of Hosbollah. And that he's, he's, to- he's extremely, extremely tall, but actually a child. It was his 17th birthday recently. Mm. So he's still underage. In some states. Is there is there a barren <laughs> countdown clock like they had for the Olsons? Back in the good old days when it was no, like, uh, no. when we had the man show and, it, and, and <laughs> Howard Stern and it was okay to like objectify teens. Well, the age of consent is 16 to 17 in many US states. So he's not that it matter, matters to me, but <laughs> you know, the, 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 I mean, don't you care as a 17 year old yourself? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Dasha's 17 and I'm exactly twice her age, which is 34. <laughs> forever 34 (laughs) speaking of uh teens should we talk about sofia coppola's daughter yeah how how old is she i think she's 16 15 or 16 and what's her name Mm, i don't know hmm uh, limoncello Buca de beppo no no it's something kind of normal is it she is is the baby daddy that phoenix guy yeah okay. that's why she holds up the grammy and the mm-hmm. so shady to hold up the grammy instead of the oscar um she made a cheeky tiktok video mm-hmm. um about making paws her name is Romy, Mm, that's cute which is like her brother roman Mm. and cosima
1: that's her sister
0: oh i love that um if i have a girl i'm naming her cosima (laughs) cosima is a beautiful name or camille (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah Romy is the one in the video Mm -hmm. um much like Gwyneth Paltrow, clearly has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Bright young girl, yeah. I really cute and yeah, funny. Extremely cute and funny. I really enjoyed um, her her content. In uh, finally a nepo baby that's mm. that's delivering. She did this like brilliant thing where she kind of roasted her parents. Um, but didn't fully throw them under the bus. Yeah. It is very forgivable in teenage. Yeah. Like where she did the thi- where she introduced like the babysitter's boyfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and called the babysitter and the boyfriend her replacement parents. Yeah. And it was kind of ironic and funny because they have all these. Um strictures on her social media usage and like didn't let her use dad's credit card to charter a chopper to get dinner with her friend allegedly yeah it you was know. like this cute thing i didn't her i didn't actually on. see much chimping about that or was there no it seems for the for the most part that people were enjoying it so wait why are we talking about this <laughs> Uh I I'm I'm a massive Sofia Coppola fan. Well, she she so also I'm happy seems... to see her progeny. It also to me that the, the 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 jokes about her parents neglecting her actually betrayed maybe like it seemed that she actually did have a pretty well-adjusted a certain, and good relationship with her parents. Like it's betrayed a certain respect and affection. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Sofia Coppola fan. This is a, people people always think that um, we have major ideological differences (laughs) that we conceal. And like um, you have to uh, humor my (laughs) reactionary (laughs) opinions. When I say Anna or like, uh, that's why I say Anna. So Um. I plausible deniability (laughs) for all the messed up stuff you say. You have to like reel me in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like Once behind you turn the, the pod scenes, podcast off. I'm screaming. <laughs> at you. I'm yeah, holding you... a gun to your head, <laughs> forcing you to at reply to Steve sailor. About hunt European hunter gatherer genetics or whatever. Oh my God, dude. I've been doing a lot of very niche research. Actually we don't. And I think Sofia Coppola is our biggest point of disagreement. Anyway, you were you've been doing research into like the Yamnaya peoples? Uh more recently than that, but I'm getting i I'm, I'm making my way back through time. Are you? Cuz I have a lot of questions about what it means to be ethnically Belarusian. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um and also I'm very interested in three did you know Anna that uh <laughs> Uh, prior to its annexation into Russia when mm-hmm. it was part of like, I mean, Belarus is very nebulous. It was mm-hmm. like Prussia and Poland and Lithuania. And prior to it being annexed by Russia, three quarters of Belarus was Greek Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then Russia sort of forced them into orthodoxy mm-hmm. through pro- various more intensifying measures of Russification, mm-hmm. and then in the early twentieth century,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when they were granted religious liberty again, mm-hmm. they went full like Roman Catholic as okay. a <laughs> like reaction. I think against being forced into into Orthodoxy instead mm-hmm. of being like uni mm-hmm. It's never mind. It's so autistic and boring. <laughs> no, but I I legitimately didn't know that. Yeah. But they were... But so you're like a a true Catholic. I think I was probably... Well, I was... I am... Not only... What I'm saying is like, not only is your family Catholic, but your people are Catholic. My people have been partly historically Catholic also, but my Baltic ancestry, the Balts were pagan, like really late into the game mm-hmm. and they then, still are yeah and still kind of are and even the christian ones are still We're, i think basically doing like animal sacrifices mm-hmm. <laughs> the balts are like scandy adjacent they're like dark scandy and they have um that kind of like impish demonic bjork midsummer like playful animal style vibe happening yeah yeah, yeah i can see that which i relate to as well mm-hmm but it did demystify a little bit of why um, you do have was, that side. Yeah. It's funny. Like the, the, all, all we do here is also reinforce our confirmation bias. Like, oh yeah. And that makes no ethno, narcissism. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but it also demystified a little for me why I was led to believe that I was more Polish than I was mm-hmm. um, because lots of people in western belarus who were catholic just sort of identified de facto as polish even though they were not mm. ethnically polish polish just meant like that you were catholic Catholic. Basically. i see okay anyway cool so you're like a belarusian catholic not a polish catholic i'm a greek mm-hmm. catholic a paul Scholas Catholic, and i've returned <laughs> a periabossi catholic to my <laughs> Uniite roots mm-hmm. but who knows do you think that bloop observes ramadan who, Perry? Because he's half Pakistani. No, he's doing the orthodox. <laughs> he's he's doing the the. the he's a Christian. Mm. <laughs> Good for him. Happy happy lamp Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, but to make a long story short, watching the Sophia Coppola daughter TikTok video really made me rethink my opinion on Sophia Coppola because clearly she did something right as a mother. Yeah. She's classy, dude. Mm-hmm. And she's, I don't know. You really don't, you don't fuck with Lost in Translation? No, I do. That's like probably my favorite of her movies. I mean, I like Marie Antoinette. I like her movies. I don't think she's like a bad filmmaker or anything. Virgin Suicides was her first feature. I've yeah. never seen Virgin Suicides. It's awesome. But I'll I'll get on it. It's more, it's more of a Dasha movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's more for Dasha guys than the <laughs> guys, I guess. No, I like her. I, I like her as a blonde. filmmaker. Yeah. So what do you not like about her? Um, it's just like a vibe. Yeah. Like at times uh, she, she seems kind of like what people think Gwyneth Paltrow is, which is like uh, kind of uppity and supercilious and too cool for school. I think she's very shy. Yeah, but I should know that. I've met her when I auditioned for uh, Mm -hmm. On the Rocks. Yeah. And she's actually very... I think she's kind of more like you, where she's... No, she's... She's timid and a little introverted. She's an Anna girl who makes Dasha movies. She's like... (laughs) I remember her from the (laughs) the sassy and Jane days, and she was always held up as like the... uh, Paragon of like quirky big nosed beauty or whatever. Yeah. So I get it. And she looked stunning in uh, Godfather 3. Amazing. <laughs> Which is a, t- a totally garbage throwaway <laughs>
1: film. <laughs> I like her more than
0: her, her dad, but there's clearly a lot of talent in that Yeah, in she's that talented. Yeah. But like I said, it m- really made me rethink my opinion on her. And you got the shirt. Yeah, yeah. I I mean she did a collab. You ran, not walk. <laughs> to <laughs> to Uniqlo, Uni um, which launched uh, like a ex Sofia Coppola, <laughs> like a streetwear wigger. Like <laughs> the shirts are bad. They could be so much cooler. Uh-huh. But I'm such a simp. I really am such a like. But that makes me like her more too because oh, she like clearly phoned in her collab. Love though, it. She's yeah. like rich and out to lunch. So I got a, I got the Lost in Translation one mm-hmm. um, that says, I guess this is goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it'd be so really corny? hilarious if we literally just knocked off the Sofia Coppola ex Uniqlo collabo for uh, Red Scare March and got like sued up the ass by our people <laughs> <laughs> and also or the Japanese Marie Antoinette <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> um, Somewhere is really good. Blang Ring's awesome. She's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um sorry you were saying well I love Kirsten Dunst too. her muse yeah I yeah I think she is legitimately very cool and there arist- aristocratic mm-hmm. well as soundtrack. as aristocratic as an Italian person can be which is not very aristocratic but <sighs> she's got legacy <laughs> good, good for her um the Coppolas are sort of like waspified Italians I guess because they um, appear more white than WAP. They're not too mad. Mm-hmm. They have. They don't have that mad work ethic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and basically, like one of the um, requirements of of being like uh, an ethnic director is that you have to be kind of a gay nerd who has critical distance from your own kind much like Martin Scorsese or Spike Lee or Woody Allen. So true. It's the ordeal of civility. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I really want Gwyneth on the pod. She'll never do it. Sophia will never come on the pod. Sophia would never. She's way too, too too good for this crap. But Gwyneth might do it. I don't think so, dude. I mean... The older celebs get, the more their DTF. Because people don't hit them up as much. She has her own media. <laughs> empire. I know. she doesn't need to pedal <laughs> to go on our like uh, right wing podcast. <laughs> I just really want to ask her about about um, her Kattahy. supplements. She'll style. be like, "Who?" <laughs> we can ask her about what supplements she takes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How she's optimizing her her sleep. The other thing that I think was a really baller move on Gwyneth's part is that she went on that podcast of her doctor or nutritionist or whatever, totally makeupless. Mm-hmm. And people were like, "Oh, she looks bad. Her supplements clearly aren't working." Oh, she should eat more than just yeah. the bone broth. It's like she looks, she great. looks mm-hmm. great for a fifty-year-old, especially. She looks a little like joe joe brandon to me what in the <laughs> <laughs> maybe i saw a picture of her wearing aviators or something outside the courthouse but um she has uh she, I, i'm not being a a, <laughs> a bitch i really was looking at photos of her today and was sort of like oh there's kind of a bideny mm-hmm. quality biden could have been an actor he has a um, golden age of American cinema. It's literally because she's wearing these aviators. That's, <laughs> what, that's what's... <laughs> she looks like Steinem in that pic. Yeah. Why hasn't there been like a Steinem biopic starring Gwyneth? Gwyneth's not acting anymore, dude. She, she would act. for the right role. Somebody needs to make an a- Andrea would. Dworkin biopic. That's the other thing I really like yeah, about just Gwyneth Just the, the whale. <laughs> like leah michelle wearing a fat suit <laughs> getting buckle fat uh <laughs> implants uh the other thing fat i like about, about gwyneth is that she quit acting mm-hmm. which i think is really admirable uh-huh. to tap out and be like mm-hmm. no when you've you know Know when to quit. We know know when you've kind of peaked and not like whore yourself out. Yeah. And also let's be real. Instead build a legacy lifestyle brand. There's something seedy and unseemly about being a lifestyle entrepreneur. It's a grift. It's a grift. Much like being a podcaster. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And she really makes it look fabulous and doesn't seem too pressed about it. No, because her reputation is literally being like um, a cool New York party girl slash it girl turned like socialite. So you would think that she wouldn't want to like muck her reputation up with Hawking. paddling like Alex Vitamins. Jones yeah. style supplements <laughs> on the Internet. Wasn't there a story semi-recently about how they were selling the same supplements? Yeah, like from the same like Chinese factory. It was from the same like uh, Wuhan lab that produced <laughs> COVID. Respect. <laughs> uh, I'd like to announce our new line of gummy vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> of testosterone supplements. She legit capsules. And actually, yeah, she and Jessica Alba are like the two mm. um, actresses term- turned influencers slash entrepreneurs that like make it look kind of good. Yeah, I mean, they did. Yeah, it's a testament to her dignity and grace. Mm. And having that job descri- description basically like automatically associates you with like alt light or whatever. Like, well, it's the it's the. A hippie mm-hmm. reactionary Nazi Nazi horseshoe. horseshoe that yeah. uh, like health and vitality <laughs> Venn diagram. <laughs> of just uh, wanting to feel good. Mm-hmm. Wanting to exercise some, some will. <laughs> and it's actually cool how being into health and vitality gives you like a weird like ghastly gray pallor. <laughs> Much like Ray Peets. <laughs> I'd love it if she got peated. She has pe- she's like proto-peated. She's, she's not. She's Gwyneth Petro. Yeah, I'd love it if she went on that podcast and said, like, so it's care You're going to want to shave the carrots lengthwise. Salt. Coconut oil. <laughs> apple cider vinegar. And it resets your entire hormonal system. <laughs> Gwyneth, go on Caribbean rhythms. <laughs> wow, this episode is... You want is... me to stalk you? <laughs> how that make you feel? You have to cut She's that. like, oh, yeah, well, okay. Wait, I do? <laughs> <laughs> It seems indiscreet. Yeah. Okay. And you know how much we value discretion (laughs) here. (laughs) Just bleep it out. I'm going to cut it out, but leave the part where you tell me to cut it out. And I'm also going to bloop out my fake IQ score. Oh. (laughs) To keep them guessing. Smart. Yeah. Right out of the Gwyneth Paltrow playbook of discretion and grace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Should we call? It's been an hour forty-five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This this episode was so sober and subdued. I know, not drinking rules. (laughs) Not blacking out (laughs) into the podcast and wondering what you said. (laughs) (laughs) There are definitely episodes that that I've like, like gone to like the end and I'm like slurring (laughs) so badly and stuff. I'm like, damn. I have, like, this impression that I don't listen to the episodes, but of course I do because I edit them, but I've completely, like, repressed the memory. Yeah, you want to forget it as soon as you say it and Mm -hmm. as soon as you hear it. Mm -hmm. Because I, like, hate listening to my goofy-ass voice. And that's another Mm -hmm. thing I like about Gwyneth. She has a fundamentally corny and nerdy voice, which is really endearing, like, with a slight lisp. Yeah. She really is just like me. (laughs) delusional. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say thin, but <laughs> <laughs> um, see we'll see you in hell and hell.